Where does creativity fit into compliance? In more places than you think. Problem solving, accountability, communication, and connection. They all take creativity. Join your hosts, Tom Fox and Ronnie Feldman on Creativity and Compliance, part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to a special five-part podcast series that Ronnie Feldman and I have put together for Compliance Week 2019. In this podcast series, we present some different things that you can do during Compliance Week to jumpstart your compliance communications program. So in Episode 1, we debate whether Compliance Week is BS, Ronnie's position, or my position that, no, it's important and significant. We also talk about the concept of a petting zoo for compliance. In Episode 2, we talk about the use of talk shows as a way to communicate. In Episode 3, we consider contests and games you can put on. In Episode 4, we give a potpourri of other ideas which would work for you during Compliance Week. And in Episode 5, we wrap up around education and influence and how to use Compliance Week really as a starting point for a great communication strategy throughout the year. I know you will find this useful, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Ronnie and I had a lot of fun putting it together for you. Thanks again for listening. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox and Ronnie Feldman back. This is our concluding episode in our five-part series on things you can do uh, during Compliance Week. Um, During our green room visit on this topic, um, one of the things Ronnie has emphasized throughout this podcast series is that Compliance Week is simply that. It's a week. And we started off this podcast series by giving point-counterpoint views on uh, why a week may be important or maybe not. But he's really uh, convinced me throughout this podcast series that this really is just a, a week for a starting point, a jumping-off point, or, or a something. So, Ronnie, I was wondering if you might kind of reemphasize or reinforce your thoughts on why uh, a Compliance Week celebration, although appropriate, it is not a be-all, end-all, and it's certainly not a, a starting and stopping point. Yeah, well, so I would argue that it's, well, it, it may be a starting point, but w- what I'm hoping is that companies can start using this week as a launching pad to try and do more interesting, creative things throughout the year. You know, you know I'm a big proponent of the fact that you can't educate people I would argue that one of the most important things that an ethics compliance officer can do is not even education, it's influence. You're trying to um, certainly educate people, on, um, but to get others to champion the cause to uh, help promote integrity compliance, speaking up on your behalf so that we, we get others who are uh, eventually creating the culture or the speak up culture that we want. And, the most important thing that you can do, I would argue, is to make yourselves approachable, to, to let people know that you are on their side, to help and support them. Um, that has nothing to do with the policies at all. It's, it's undoing the poor brand that ethics and compliance has. So I think ethics and compliance is a perfect opportunity to do that. And if you have some success, uh, that can give you maybe the stimulus to do that more regularly or to fight for the ability to do that more regularly. Right. You said one thing in there that really resonated with me, which was the improvement of the compliance and ethics brand. 
you are an entrepreneur. You have your own company. Uh, you have been in this space for quite some time. Why is the brand improvement such a critical component? I mean, a compliance officer may be a lawyer. It, you know, he's not going to be someone who's had their own company. Uh, why does a compliance officer need to change their thinking to think about brand compliance, brand improvement? Well, for, for some of the reasons that we that I continue to ha- hammer on this uh, podcast, it's it's because earned or not, these words have have meaning to people. You, in comedy, we say you're not playing to a warm room. You you know you you show up. Um, I was talking to uh, uh, someone the other day, and she was new to the ethics compliance uh, field, and she was excited about the opportunity. But she said to her husband, she said. Uh, Hey, I think I'm taking this job as a in the ethics compliance office, and the husband's like, "Ooh, why?" <laughs> and I think that's for for I would argue a lot of it is earned because we've done boring check the box training. You know, a lot of companies have historically done boring check the box training, and it feels like a waste of time. And and so over over time, these words have become to mean scary, finger waggy, boring. So as we've continued to say over and over again. You may have a very interesting training, a very interesting point of view, and they're not listening because you're dead on arrival. So that's why it's really important to think about how you choose to communicate, whether that's as an individual and how you talk to people or what your policies look like, what your internet site looks like, what your newsletter looks like, um, what your training looks like, to, to think about it as the whole time you're, you're promoting yourself is we are here to help and support you. We are advisors and coaches. Um, so I, I, I would argue that whether you're a lawyer or not, we all uh, are passionate about what we do. You don't have to try to be funny. You just have to be authentic. People really um, appreciate people who are charismatic and authentic and charisma comes from just being who you are, being empathetic and being a good listener and being approachable. So, Ronnie, um, what are some of the strategies, tools, and tactics that uh, we talked about this week you'd like to summarize in one sentence for our audience? Well, uh, full disclosure to the audience, uh, Tom said, he goes, you're not going to be able to summarize this in, in one minute. You talk too much. Uh, that, was, that last part was in parentheses, but that's what I felt you were saying, Tom. <laughs> um, so a quick recap uh, of the ideas that we've discussed um, we talked about the ethics compliance petting zoo, which just makes me laugh, that phrase, but uh, having a, a table set up and showing up where people are and, and encouraging people to ask you questions about the program. Um, we've talked about doing talk shows um, where you create essentially a variety show centered around interviews with uh, people leaders about ethical issues, and those could be live. They can be a, a uh, audio podcasts. Uh, they could be videos. Um, I didn't even uh, mention that I was talking to a client the other day that has a series where they essentially had their ethics officer riding around in the back of a car interviewing leaders and they were using as inspiration comedians in cars getting coffee. And, and you know, their show wasn't fun, but it was a way to each month put out a new interview with an executive about um, uh, an ethical dilemma. And I, I I really think that's a lovely idea. Um, We've talked about contests and games, finding ways to get people to do an activity and interact with these topics in some way, Um, uh, using music and audio uh, to pipe in over the loudspeaker or to play at events, Uh, speakers and keynotes. 
bringing in outside parties to talk about um, their connections to this space, um, and then providing lunch and learns and manager toolkits so that you can get others in the business holding their own discussions about these topics. I think those are all things that some of them cost more money than others, but some of them are really just uh, a little planning um, around tools that you already have and just packaging them up in a fun way. So I won't say I stand completely corrected, but that was very good. Very concise. <laughs> so Ronnie, uh, yeah, Flattery, so uh, I guess uh, perhaps we could end with uh, our each kind of personal views and a couple of thoughts, and I'll start, then I'll pitch it over to you. But um, I just want to reemphasize uh, one of the key themes throughout this week is that the Compliance Week celebration can be a powerful tool on several levels. From the legal perspective, it gives you the opportunity to demonstrate your commitment to compliance and ethics, have senior management commitment uh, to compliance and ethics by using some of the tools, tactics, and strategies Ronnie's articulated, and have that in a documented manner if the regulators ever come knocking. Obviously, it will help improve your culture, but we both have emphasized that this is simply a starting point, that you've got to continue the momentum and hopefully build on that momentum throughout the year with uh, other innovative techniques as well. So that's uh, where kind of Ronnie has convinced me that uh, my view, my lawyer hat view, uh, has been modified to add some civilian components to it. But Ronnie, you want to end with uh, perhaps some of your final thoughts on uh, how you feel about Compliance Week and how you feel it can be used by a compliance professional uh, as well. Yeah, well, maybe I'll just end simply by saying, well, first of all, like, remember, there's compliance, which feels rulesy and regulatory, and then there's ethics, which feels valuesy and intangible. Uh, so let's make sure we, we uh, acknowledge the, the ethics, uh, whether it's a, an ethics week or an ethics and compliance week or an integrity week. Or I was even talking to a company that, you know, they're, they're trying to minimize the use of those words in general, so they... This gentleman was saying that he talks about like the rules being can I should I uh, you know the can I is is uh, the rules and the should I is the values so anyway my final thoughts are yes continue to fight for the um, the right to do something interesting if you do something interesting and that generates some eyeballs and some success that will give you the opportunity to get airtime on other channels. So yes, use this as a launching pad to do something interesting. And if you have some success, that will in turn give you the ability to do things more frequently because, you know, you can't get airtime on a lot of these other channels, whether there be uh, live meetings or other departments, internet sites or other departments, newsletters, unless you do something interesting. So do something interesting for ethics and compliance week, and then you'll get to do more. All right. Well, uh, Ronnie, this wraps up our series. Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Creativity and Compliance. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.